true, isn't it? This is the house I told you about. When you were 13, you climbed over the wall for a dare. That's your surprise, isn't it? Bringing me back here. Remind me what it was that you sensed when you entered this deserted house. An aura of intense evil? Don't you have things you hate? I can't stand bound toast. I loathe bus stations, terrible places, full of lost luggage and lost souls. I told you I never wanted to come back here again. Welcome to Into the Time Vortex podcast. We're talking about a Doctor Who episode that I don't know anything about. Ghostlight, written by... Mark Platt. Mark Platt. 1989. 1989. I probably could have guessed those two, but I didn't know for sure. Uh, starring Sylvester McCoy and Sophie Aldred as Ace. My name is Ken. Jeff. Julia. Ghostlight, three parts. That's right. Uh... What'd you guys think of Ghostlight? As a guilty pleasure, I like it. Okay. Because it's weird and crazy and it's funny. Uh. I know exactly <laughs> what she's going to say. She's going to say this was messed up. Well, it was messed up and it was hard to follow because I was watching it on BritBox and the music was super loud. It was, and I was having Mark trouble Ayers. hearing them. That's a Mark Ears one. And, and I, I have that problem with new Doctor Who, and this is the first time I noticed how, how blaring the music so was. So I was, I kept turning it down, and then I'd have to turn it back up, and then I, turn it down, I and turn it back I did the same thing with BritBox, and plus on BritBox, the video <coughs> quality was really it poor. It was really poor. I, it was I, like I, watching it on PBS. At times I was like, I don't even know what they're doing, I can't see a thing. I wonder know? I wonder if they just, and it was dark, too. Yes. It dark. It was really so I wonder if they just have a, um, but I watched it on... DVD, and I still had those complaints, but I was having trouble with my audio. So maybe it's just—it's got to be just the episode then. But I had—I don't remember noticing that in the past. I had other problems with it in the past that bothered me, but m maybe it was part of this not understanding what was going on because I couldn't hear. Ace mumbles. Sophie Aldred mumbles as Ace. She's always like, and and then she talks really fast too. Yeah. Yeah. And Celeste McCoy's accent sometimes is hard to follow too. But, um, and the music, you know, the music's playing while Ace is like, I've got a firebomb the house. What? Can you speak up, please? I heard her say that. She burnt the house. Yeah, some lights firebombed the house? No, some no, no, lights no, 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 no. firebombed her friend's flat. Isn't she white? Her friend? Her friend isn't. Isn't. Oh. Which we, you find out in survival, right? Is, is that the one? I think so. Yeah. Her friend isn't white. Yeah. Okay. Somewhere around the wall. I didn't understand that, that, that at all. Somewhere like, we learn that her yeah. friend isn't. And so she went running to the this house. Which well, was this brings up a good point. This is an early example of an episode where they're focused on the companion. Specifically... Right from is, the get-go. This whole ace character is kind of, there's an underlying plan that the Doctor has, which is a lot like some of the more current companions, like Clara, where mm -hmm. they just kind of, you know, I got to find out about what's going on with Amy, I got to find out what's going on with Clara, I got to find out what's going on with Ace. And I didn't particularly like that. Um, well, maybe at the time I did. Maybe I thought, oh, cool, maybe we'll learn more about Ace in the next episode. But we do. Yeah. Next one is Curse of Henrik. Yeah. But I think Ghostlight and amongst others 
this is sort of a blueprint about what we would see in the new show. It started to do more editing. It was faster paced. It had faster editing. They had the louder music, so you couldn't hear what was going on, which is what the new show was. It was does. short. It was shorter. <laughs> shorter. More about the companion, and more um, confusion. <laughs> yeah, it was. Even though it was shorter, only three <clears throat> three episodes. I thought it dragged a lot. Really? Yeah. I mean, they just kept sort of running back into the same rooms and doing the same thing to people. Knock this guy out. Now let's go knock this guy out. Now let's go knock out the poor Neanderthal, whose name is Nimrod, of all things. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> that, that, that was pretty bad, wasn't it? Nimrod. Well, it's 80s. What do you want? I, I know. I do like the music in it. I wrote down that I like the music, but then I wrote down the overbearing music. So it's just, it was tomorrow. Mark Gears one, so it was... He's usually pretty good, though. He did the music for Remembrance and Happiness, not Happiness, what Great Show in the Galaxy and Curse of Henrik and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, as I watched the episode, I remembered more and more about. I, I like the idea, the concept. It's that they're trying to drum into your head that that a certain character, namely Light, can't deal with the fact that that things are evolving and we deal with. A character who says he doesn't believe in Darwinism and, and that no, nothing could change, and he turns into a, a monkey, which is kind of I don't know how he did that. I, I can't remember if they explained that. Was when he uh, it gave him some drink or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot of little kitchen sink. This whole thing reminds me of like a kitchen sink. Throw everything into it. I, I felt there's a lot going on. This is the probably the only classic Doctor episode that I turned off in the middle of being frustrated. I, I remember going, okay, I'll watch this another time when I'm more awake. It's when those husk things start coming out oh. and going, uh... But didn't you like, get this in the tape trading back in the day? Maybe. Yeah, that's probably when it... Yeah, it, it was... And that's when I stopped watching it. I remember I was watching it some afternoon or something. I said, you know, I'll, I'm going to take off for a while and go do something come back and watch it and when I'm in better frame of mind because I'm not understanding what's going on. I think since then I've, I've I appreciate some of the elements of it. I like the, the complexity of it. It's not something that's, oh, monsters, let's blow them up. It, there's more to it. There's a message and stuff and thumbs up for that, but kind of all over the place with these. We also get the dark factor, the more manipulative. Yeah. He jerks face around and mm -hmm. Brings her to that haunted house and doesn't tell her it's a haunted house. Doesn't tell her it's in Perry Vale, and he more or less it's yeah. the more manipulative. What you if you read the books, that's the blueprint that they use for the books mm -hmm. during the wilderness years. Yeah, so, so there's a lot of. I mean, there's, that's where they were trying to go to. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in this, but overall, I just I just thought it was. And even watching it the other day, I was just like, wait a minute now. Why is the uh, why are the bugs coming to life again? I mean, is, is that there's nothing that's easy. In why that. was the cop in the drawer? He was being he was a part of the collection. Yeah, he was part of the collection. <laughs> How did he get there? Bugs. It was just there. They uh, found him, chloroformed him, and hypnotized him. But we didn't see this. It was all. No. This was before. way before the doctor got there. Yeah. It's all very weird. And then they turned him into soup. Oh, they did? Yes. Did, they at the dinner that. table. Don't having, eat the soup, and then... He uh, goes, don't eat the soup, and then Light goes, back to their primordial soup. And then you see the 
pocket watch. And Ace is like, oh, I'm going to be sick. <laughs> I mean, I, I like the... I, I like the attempt at the at the lighting. They did better with the lighting, even though it was a lot of dark stuff. It's the not overlit. The set was nice. Yeah. Well, BBC has always done really good, good period films, dramas. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm sure they had that left over from upstairs downstairs or something. Probably, but the thing that always confused me is that the main plot is, uh, the, what's his name? Light. Not light. Jo jo Smith. Jo yeah, Josiah Smith. This is all a plot to go and try to kill Queen Elizabeth, uh, Queen Victoria, which I'm like, what is this fit <laughs> into the story? So he could take over the British Empire, because that's what would right. happen if somebody mm. killed Queen Victoria. Which I'm just like, <laughs> like there aren't rules in place about yeah. that sort of thing. So he has this whole elaborate thing to try to get Redford and Coopers to take him to dinner with Queen Victoria, so she can kill him. And then of course it's like, yeah, and it I, just I'm like that part didn't it shouldn't even been in there. I you didn't like, need that. It just looked like like eight people wrote this story. It just looked like there was too much going on. It could have been a lot simpler if they just. They, well, Andrew Cartman liked it. He did. If you read his book, he yeah. gives us high praise, and I wish Mark could have wrote more. Well, I, I mean, it's very sophisticated. I I give that all the credit in the world. I wanted the show to be sophisticated at this point, but. I something was I remember reading or maybe it was on the extras that the um, there was all kinds of issues and they had to cut a lot out and I guess who, someone who, someone was upset with it they said they didn't execute it properly probably Andrew Cartman maybe but they maybe that that's where I, he's like the story's great but once they put it up on the screen and you're like well, well wait a minute isn't that DVD a special edition where they put all the cut scenes in it well maybe I didn't watch it though because I think there's like Curse of Thunder there's two versions right. Maybe. Uh, I don't think so, though, because I, I, I would have thought I would have watched both versions, but no, just one disc. Or is it Battlefield I'm thinking of? Maybe Battlefield. Oh, and Silver Nemesis. I know they, they took a whole I bunch. know there's extras in this because there's the whole... Is this the one with the Ace's painting? No, that's Silver Nemesis. Oh, never mind. <laughs> there's a painting of Ace, but that wasn't Silver Nemesis. Okay, so now I'm lost. Yeah, I feel like, I'm starting to feel like, now that we're getting into watching more of the classic episodes, I feel like I'm lost when I watch most of these. Like, I'm missing a backstory on Ace. Like, I'm seriously missing a backstory on yeah, But you're not. That, that, that's this season that Ghostlight starts the backstory of Ace. There's a whole thing where the Doctor is, there's a whole thing where they're trying to find out why, I, I, there's... It, there is a first episode where Ace is, they find her in the future, but she's from present day Perryvale, and there's a time storm that had taken her into the future. They're really not a, not a really good... Script. Not a good explanation, no. <laughs> but there's a whole thing that there was a manipulation by Fenric? Fenric. To get her, we've seen Fenric, to get her mm -hmm. into the future. It, it's not and the strongest idea, but it just kind of... Ghostlight onwards is when the doctor starts jerking her around. That they they try to make the character more not interesting but more important, where she's not just going around going, "Hey, what's up?" She's more integral to the plot, and they're going to different places because of her. And she starts to not like. She's like yelling at the doctor all the time because it's like in Curse of Fenric, if you remember, she meets herself, the baby, and mm -hmm. it's her, her mother. Her, her the mother. The baby's the mother. That's right. And she gets mad at the doctor because she's like, you knew this, and you did this on purpose or whatever. 
And the doctor's like, well, yeah, I just wanted to see what would happen and stuff. And the doctor's kind of playing around with her emotions. So, so once you get past Battlefield in this season, it's the jerk ace show, jerk around. Including in uh, Survival, too, he kind of yeah. uses her. So it's not really something that you missed. It's just, it's an ongoing. They're trying to make the doctor more mysterious, too. His motiv motivations and what he does is a little Which questionable. this season was supposed to start something that they were going to do more of in the next season that never happened. Oh, okay. Um, so you saw more of Ace, which you said the last time that you liked her character. What did you I think? Do, yeah, I mean, I, I do like Ace. Yeah. I, I don't think this, you know, used her to her best advantage, but, you know, she's... I like, you know, when, when there was a scene where she was talking to the policeman, they're in the hallway and he says, all these doors, there's more locked doors here than at Reading Jail. And, and then the door opens, mm -hmm. like creaks open dramatically. And she looks at him and just runs in to the door that just opened mysteriously. Mm. And I'm like, that's not something an older companion would have done. No. They would have waited for the doctor to take the lead or the policeman to take the lead. You know, she's just like, let's go see what it is. You know, so I like that about her. She's not a shrieker. <laughs> I, I like that when she went in to get changed with what's her name, and they come out in, in the, men's uh, clothes, men's clothes and stuff, yeah. and that's just her being well, a little rebel. That was part of what Andrew Cartmel wanted to do was to get away from the shrieking yeah. companion. I mean, that's seventh from Members of the Daleks onward. They're trying to do something different than what the normal show was, which they ended up doing in the new series yeah so they tried it back then but that's why i think a lot of these episodes when you watch them they started to do stuff they, they were evolving this is a prime example the evolution of the show was in this <laughs> and it's that's why i think this is this is a, this is an episode that if you're going to study doctor who as a, as a for a class or something ghostlight would be a really good episode to watch not the best but there's evolution, and there's a lot of things that are very reminiscent of what the later episodes were. A lot do. of the McCoy era is just very reminiscent of what you see now. In the new show. Yeah. yeah. And it's not because it's just a new show. It's because they were changing the way they were video recording things. They weren't doing as much live. They were doing a lot more editing. They were making it more sophisticated. They weren't. They were shorter. They, they're not as like, oh, let's get captured. I know you said that this one, they kept getting knocked out and going in one room to another. So maybe there's a little bit of that. But they started coming up with more sophisticated stories and stuff. And I think you see that in the Sylvester McCoy area. Because right. Andrew Cartmel started getting away from the retread. Serials and just running. Serials. And and Andrew Cartmel. He is writer, the script. He was the Stephen Moffat of this era. Okay. And so he was trying to get away from the the old guard writers and bringing in new fresh writers and okay. that's where you get a lot of these stories and that, believe it or not they they started really kind of upping the special effects too they were getting a little bit better <laughs> not necessarily well, yeah you I mean you can tell you, yeah. it's uh, and i do i mean i laugh about it and i make comments about it but i i i get it yeah. i'm watching episodes from the 70s they didn't have computer effects like we have now you know yeah. or if they did they were very rudimentary mm -hmm. so a lot of the writers from the McCoy era write for Big Finish. Yeah. Now stuff are doing stuff with Big Finish. Yeah. So this is this is you know. 
It was a very 80s episode, though. I mean, even from well, yeah, it, it the is, opening uh, um, Doctor Who oh, yeah. was like, I was like, wow! I had to go back and look at it. I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if it's it's dated a little a bit. And uh, It's dated. Yeah. I had a sweater like that in the 80s. Yeah. Like Ace's sweater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of half off the shoulder with the twist. Uh, mm. It was mohair. <laughs> so, um... I liked it. It's funny. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't dislike it. There's a lot. There's, yeah, it's just it's <laughs> just one of those episodes. It's like you know, a few changes. I think it would have been a lot better. Would it have benefited to have been longer? Because it seems like a pretty complex story. If they no, I think it would have benefited from some judicious editing mm. of storyline. They needed to get rid of like get rid of the bugs <clears> or get rid of their. I hate to say there were too many characters because there really wasn't, but maybe to the point where, yeah, they had the, 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 maybe it was too many characters because you really, did you need all those characters, especially when you start bringing in the policemen and it's like, wait a minute now, and light comes in later on. And, it's and like, all those maids, what was the, what was the deal with the maids and Mrs. Pritchard? Why, why did they all only be activated in the dark when it got dark? Were they all... Like whatever she I think they're all hypnotized or brainwashed or something. constructs or something. And something like that. I don't know, but and then they all went and sat under a sheet in the daylight. Yeah. There was just too much. Why didn't the housekeeper run away for good? Too many ideas, I think, in, in one story. I think <clears throat> if it was longer, I think the ideas would have made more sense, but um, I think it would be better, better of just <laughs> <laughs> eliminate five of the 15 ideas that they have, and I think it would have been... A little bit better, but mm-hmm. yeah. Anything else? No, I thought it. Nope. Thanks for listening.